What is up, everybody, and welcome to episode 17 on What About Therapy. I'm your host, Enoch Fossum. I'm a certified mindfulness life coach, and I'm currently going to school to become a licensed marriage and family therapist. In this episode, we're going to be talking about something called the Coolidge Effect. It is something really cool, and I think it's really interesting. So we're going to talk about it. All that coming up next on What About Therapy. All right, everybody, it has been far too long. It's seriously been a month to this, well, to tomorrow. It's been a month since my last episode. And that I'm really sorry for. My life has been crazy. Let me tell you what's been going on. So last, a couple weeks ago, like three weeks ago, something like that. Well, it was maybe a month ago. We dag, dog, dag sat, dog sat my in-law's dog. Okay. And his name's Buster. He is amazing. He's one of the best dogs you will ever meet in your entire life. You can take him on walks without a leash. He can see a dog across the street. Look at him, acknowledge there's a dog, and keep walking and stay by you. Like, that's how that's how awesome he is. So we dog sat him. We watched him for the weekend. And over that weekend, my wife and I realized that huh, we want a dog. So... We texted our landlords, asked if we could get a dog, and they said no. So we're like, okay, well, it looks like we're going to have to move because we want a dog. <laughs> and we kind of wanted to move before that anyway, but this kind of is the thing that pushed us over the edge in a sense. So we're like, all right, let's start looking for a place. We start looking for a place, look for all these places. The house market right now in Utah is just insane. It's ridiculous. Don't move right now if you don't have to. I mean, we didn't have to, but we want a dog. So we eventually found a place. And that's what's been so crazy lately is getting everything from our new place or our old place into our new place here. And then we had to set up Wi-Fi, gas, power, all that good stuff that comes with adulting, you know. So we set all that up and now we are settled for the most part in a new place. We're really not far. We moved about a mile or so, maybe two miles from our original place. But we're in a nice little house and we can get a dog. And my father-in-law is training our new puppy right now. It's a Morky, so a Maltese and a Yorkie. He's training him and we'll have him in a couple weeks. So we are so excited to have a little doggy. We're gonna name him Zuko. Here's why. If you've seen the movie Avatar The Last Airbender, he, Zuko, has a scar on his face, right? The firebender guy has a scar on his face. And I'm not going to tell you why, because you're going to have to go watch that show if you haven't seen it. Anyway, he has a scar. And Zuko, our dog, he has marks around his eyes that aren't scars. It's just the coloring. But we thought it would be cute to name him Zuko. So there you go. That's the rant for my last, <laughs> the last month of my life. There you go. And school on top of that, along with work, you know, regular life stuff, but life goes on. So I digress. Let's get into today's episode. So it's on the Coolidge effect. This is something I learned about a couple years ago, about two years ago, and I thought it was super interesting. So there are a lot of reasons why pornography is addicting. I'm sure you all know that. We kind of talked about that in the last episode. 
But this episode, we're going to cover one of the oldest reasons why porn is enticing to the brain and why it's addicting. So like all addictions, it all starts in the brain. The Coolidge effect, this is kind of the basic definition of the Coolidge effect. The Coolidge effect is the progressive decline in a male's propensity to mate with the same female combined with a heightened sexual interest in new females. So we'll talk about what that means. And before I start, all of these like studies that I mentioned, all the stuff, they are based around males. However, it's also found in females as well. It's just not at such a high level in females, but it does exist. I was talking to my dad about this a couple weeks ago, and he brought up that question, like, well, what about females? I'm like, I actually don't know. And so there you go. It's also in females. It's just not seen or not present as much. or It's not as strong. All right, so let's talk about how it was discovered. So some scientists named Dennis, and if I get these wrong, hey, I'm sorry, this is back in like, dang, I don't even know the year. This was in the 90s, I'm pretty sure. So Dennis Fiorino, Ariana Corey, and Anthony Phillips, they did the following experiment. They would put a male rat, so a male rat would be placed into a large box with a couple of female rats who were in heat, so they were ready to mate, ready to get it on. The male rat the male rat would mate with all of these females, right? Until he had no more energy. So he would go put all of his energy into mating with all these females, having the time of his life, being just a bachelor, you know, slaying. And he would do this until he literally had no energy. The female rats would lick him, try to get him all excited, but to no avail. They couldn't do it because he was just like, oh, dude, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to do this. However, when the female rats were removed from the box and a new female was put in, the male rat would regain all of its energy and the process would repeat. The male rat would forget to eat and rest even. Clearly, right? It, when the process would repeat, he'd run out, of, run out of energy, mating with one female, a new female would be put in, and he would get all this energy back and get going to town. So he would go until he almost literally dies of exhaustion. And so, yeah, right? And that's essentially, that's how the Coolidge effect was discovered, okay? The fact, the act of getting tired of one female and then introducing a new female and getting excited again and getting all this energy, that really in a nutshell is the Coolidge effect. Now the study also has been done multiple times and these ones, so one of them is actually really funny, the one with the monkeys, and we're gonna talk about it. So it's been done a couple times, in fact, probably more than a couple, probably a lot, but I'm gonna talk about two more. So the study is done with one monkeys and the other are rams. So <laughs> the monkeys, here we go. This one's actually really interesting, but it's I think it's pretty funny. So monkeys were given a tablet, care okay, like a screen, something like that. And on the screen were images of female monkey butts. Yeah, huh? Wouldn't you want to see that? Some female monkey butts. Now in order for the monkey to keep the tablet, to keep looking at the female monkey butts, he had to pay 
with his food. So he had to give the caregiver, the scientist, whatever, who was doing this experiment, he had to, the monkey had to give up his food to keep the tablet. If he didn't give him his food, the tablet would be taken away. And so this is what the monkey learned. So the study showed, or the experiment showed that when the monkeys had the tablet, okay, they were looking at the monkey butts, they would literally just give away their food. Every single time the person asked for the food, they would give it to them so they could keep looking at the female monkey butts. And this would happen until the monkey nearly dies of hunger. So kind of the same thing with the rats. The rat would keep going over and over again, forego food, rest, all that stuff. Or I guess he wouldn't... uh, Anyways, you get what I'm saying. The monkey would do the same thing, give away his food just to look at the pictures of monkey butts. Now, while I'm talking about this, just be thinking about how this all relates to porn. Can you see how that relates, especially with the monkeys, right? All right, this last experiment we're going to talk about, it was done with rams. Now, a male ram was put with a female ram, and over time, with the same female, okay, the male took longer to ejaculate. And by the end of the study, it took up to a total of 18 minutes for for the male to ejaculate with the same female that he's been with for a certain amount of time. However, when the male was placed with new females, I'm guessing you you can see the pattern at this point, the time of ejaculation stayed pretty low and consistent when the females were switched out. So you can see how that's really, that relates to those, the two previous studies. And those are all done because of the Coolidge effect. So the Coolidge effect has to do with two things. One, the chemical dopamine. We talked about that in the last episode, I'm pretty sure. And I'm going to have a future episode just on dopamine. Uh, I don't know how soon, but I know I will have one. Because dopamine is a really important chemical when it comes to pornography addiction, when it comes to really any addiction, and when it comes to things like motivation, having energy in the first place to do things, all that good stuff, dopamine is involved. And so I'm going to talk about that, not in this episode, but in a later episode. So the Coolidge effect has to do with dopamine and also the limbic system in the brain. And this is part of the primitive side of our brain, which is the more animal-like side, the side that controls like hunger, sex, all that animal-like stuff, right? And this is also also the part of the brain that we share with other mammals, okay? And I can, ta- I can go more into that too, but for the sake, we're going to stay on the Coolidge effect for this episode. But the limbic system in the brain is involved in behavior, decision-making, and emotional responses, along with I mean, a handful of other things. But one of the big behaviors that this limbic system controls is the um, is reproduction okay the need or the desire to have sex to pass on your dna now really the limbic system is designed to keep us alive it really is jeez i'm gonna note my mute my notifications here anyways so Really, anything that the brain does for the most part is just to keep us alive because the brain, 
our brain wants to stay alive just as much as you want to stay alive, right? I think we would all agree there. So you have to think when dealing with the brain, try and think what the purpose of that brain system is. Like, what's it doing? Now, the limbic system, along with, I mean, really every part of the brain designed to keep us alive, it's it's trying to really help us to pass on our DNA, right? Making sure it's passed on to others when we pass away. So in a sense, we can still live, but through others. Now, I'm sure you know all of us know that that's a big drive in human behavior, especially when it comes to sex, pornography, all that stuff. Now, one thing we need to know is that the Coolidge effect is always active. So when we get married, there's actually a really good video that I forgot to mention that goes over the Coolidge effect in five minutes. I'll put it in the show notes and you can just give that a watch. It's really cool. The animations are fun and it explains a lot. So anyways, I digress. So the Coolidge effect is always active, okay? Even when we get married and we're committed to one man or one woman, the Coolidge effect is still active. It doesn't just turn off because we're married. Our brain doesn't say, ah, you know, ah, okay, you're married. I'm going to turn off. uh, I'm going to turn off this part of the brain and we're going to move on with our life. That's unfortunately not how it works. It would be kind of nice if we could turn that off. I don't know what it would be like, like what that would affect. Maybe something something to think about there. Anyways, so it's always active. It's always searching for females, okay, if you were a man, or searching for males, if you're a woman, for prospects, you could say, to pass on our DNA. It's always looking, always scanning. So when you see women, or if you are a man, or if you're a woman, you see a man, that's why they're still really attractive to us, even though we are committed to one individual person. People are still attractive because that Coolidge effect is still scanning, okay? Now, the Coolidge effect within the limbic system triggers, and that's why women and men are still attractive. Kind of boom, there you go. So this is why pornography is so addicting and so enticing because the limbic system is becoming so flooded with stimulation, with dopamine, and it tries to mate literally with the people that you're looking at on the screen. So when the picture or video you're watching gets boring, you can just go to the next video or the next picture, right? You can find a new mate in a sense, just like the rats, monkeys, rams. Okay, that limbic system, that primitive part of our brain that we share with those animals, it can, um, I mean, we overstimulate it with porn. And so you can just go to a next, the next video, next picture, when it gets boring. And when you find a new video, when you find a new picture, there's gonna be that spike of energy again, that release of more dopamine. And that will repeat the process over and over and over again, just like the rat did. 
And so I'm not calling you a rat, okay? If you like pornography, if if you are having, if you're struggling with porn, I'm not calling you a rat. Just get that out of the way. All I'm saying is that this part of the brain, the part of the brain that's in the rat or the monkey or the ram that always just wants to mate and when a new female is introduced gets energy, dopamine, and goes again, for, like forgets to eat, doesn't care about eating, doesn't care about resting, and will do this until it nearly dies. That part of the brain is also within all of us humans. And the effects are really similar, if not the same, as in animals. And pornography exposes the natural parts of the brain and really, in a sense, puts it on crack, puts it on 50 monster energy drinks, and it stimulates the brain and fills it with dopamine far above the normal line, far above what the body is supposed to produce just naturally. Okay, pornography is not natural. It's really not. And when something unnatural is produced and we view it, we intake that, our body then releases those chemicals like dopamine, epinephrine, remember, which is just uh, adrenaline, releases that to an unnatural level simply because we are intaking an unnatural thing into our body, which obviously feels good. And that's why it makes it addicting and so enticing. So there you go. In a nutshell, that is the Coolidge effect. Super really, super really interesting. Super interesting. And it is something that you can go ahead and keep studying if you really like that. I will, again, put that video in the show notes. And yeah, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And I will hopefully be uploading more frequently. I'm going to get back on... Monday mindfulness and meditation now that we have Wi-Fi and it's actually fast Wi-Fi a lot better than it, we, it was at the at the other place we were living so that makes me excited I'm gonna my upload speeds are gonna be just great so I'm gonna be uploading more frequently and we're gonna get back in the flow of things so have a great week and thanks for joining me Hey everyone, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, please leave a rating and review. That would mean the world to me. That's how I'll be able to reach and help as many people as I can. If you know of anyone that could possibly benefit from this episode or any other one of my episodes, please share it with them. You can also subscribe or follow to be notified when my future episodes come out. So thank you all so much for your support and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.